0: Genesis chapter 44 Genesis chapter 44 and verse number 1 And uh, I'm going to deliver what May be considered a Rather unusual message At least from me But I'm praying that you will preach with me tonight. Genesis 44 and 1. If you have that, say amen. And he commanded the steward of his house saying, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry. And put every man's money in his sack's mouth. And put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. And if we could skip down to verse number 17, and he said, God forbid that I should do so, but the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. I'd like to preach from this subject tonight, the problem of the silver cup, the problem of the silver cup. We put our Bibles down and I know we've already prayed. I know we've already worshiped, but could we just ask the Lord to touch our hearts that we could be receptive to his word tonight? Could we do that right now? Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that your word would fall on good ground tonight and I pray that our hearts would be receptive to what you're trying to say to your church, to your people, to this good congregation, Lord. I pray that you would minister to somebody. I pray that your spirit would sweep in and minister to somebody tonight in a, in a profound and powerful way, God. I pray that you would help me as your vessel to deliver what you've laid on my heart. God is your humble messenger. And I give you praise and I give you glory. And I give you honor. One more time, would you just clap your hands to the Lord? Thank you for standing out of respect to the Word of God. You you may be seated. We know from the preceding verses and chapter that leads up to this text that we just read together that there was a great and terrible famine that swept the land of Canaan. And God's people found themselves in distress. They found themselves in a, in a scary place. Jacob, who was named by God Israel, who would be the patriarch of the 12 tribes of Israel, found himself fallen upon hard times. They didn't have enough food to eat, and it looked like if something didn't change, if it didn't change quickly, they were going to perish. They had been hearing the news that had been coming to them that that there was plenty of corn in Egypt. There was food there. There was supplies. There was abundance. There were storehouses that were full in Egypt. And so reluctantly, Jacob decides to send his sons down to Egypt. Unbeknownst to them at the time, Joseph was the governor of all the land of Egypt. In fact, Joseph was the second in command. He was just underneath the Pharaoh. He had power. He had control. He had authority. And he was in charge of all of the food and all of the storehouses and all of the corn and all of the abundance was was controlled and underneath the authority of of Joseph all of the things that they needed to survive all of the things that they needed for sustenance was under the direct supervision of Joseph and when they arrived there they asked Joseph they said we'd like to buy corn and we We'd like to take this back to our families. Our families are in desperate need because of this terrible famine. But they did not recognize Joseph. But Joseph immediately recognized his brothers. You know, it's hard to forget the people who sell you out. It's it's hard to forget the people who turn their back on you. And Joseph told his palace manager, he said, he turned to his steward and he said, I want you to fill each of these men's bags with supplies uh, so that they can take it back to their families. I think it's significant to point out that he said, I want you to give them as much as they can possibly carry. Joseph said, I want you to load them down with supplies. Most of us tonight are already aware of the fact that Joseph is... A type of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was betrayed by his brethren. And Jesus was betrayed by his brethren. He was sold for silver. And our Lord was sold out for silver. There are many other things that parallel their lives so closely. Joseph is a beautiful Old Testament foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that in mind, I think it's meaningful that Joseph said not to just give them a little bit or... Or a portion, don't don't just give them even perhaps what they've asked for But I want you to give them in an abundance I, I want you to give them an overflowing I've just got to pause for a moment and testify that God will give His children more than enough Oh, I, I'm starting to feel the Holy Ghost a little bit God will always give his people more than enough. God doesn't just give us enough to get from Sunday to Sunday or or from Sunday to Wednesday. He gives us more than we need. God Is willing to give to his people God is not holding out on us tonight God is is not holding back from his abundance Or from his storehouses We serve a generous God We serve an abundant God The apostle Peter said that God has given to us exceeding great and precious promises I I wish somebody would preach with me for a moment here Let me remind somebody tonight That my God. God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. God has control of the storehouses tonight. And and God is about to pour out a blessing to somebody. He's about to give you pressed press down. Shaken together and running over. God is about to do some things for some people. God is a willing God. God is willing to bless you. God is willing to work in your situation. God is willing to hear your prayers. God is willing to fight on your behalf. God is willing to wipe away your tears. When the leper came to Jesus, he said to Jesus, he said, Lord, if thou wilt, if you're willing to do it, Jesus, I know that you can make me clean. I'm just wondering if you will make me clean. And Jesus. Hitoto Bahia was so moved with compassion uh, That he did the unthinkable Uh, He reached out his hand uh, And he touched that leprous man uh, And he said I will Be thou clean I feel the voice of the spirit tonight uh, Telling somebody uh, Not only can I do it uh, But I am going to do it Uh, God's about to reach out and touch somebody tonight uh, But if you would just Stand before him and realize that we serve a willing. We serve a willing God we serve a willing God whatever Jesus touches he changes whatever Jesus puts his hand to it will never 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 be the same I wonder if there's a child of God tonight that would testify with me by an uplifted hand that God has touched your life and you're like Jacob when God touched you you never could walk the same when God touches you you never will talk the same when the same when God touches you you never will live the same because God changes that which he touches we serve a transforming God we serve a powerful God we serve a holy God and he is moving in this service oh hallelujah If you'd be willing to touch Jesus tonight And if you would be willing to let Jesus touch you I'm going to make you a promise It will change your life for the better You know some people touch your life And it forever changes your life for the worse But when Jesus touches your life He will always change your life for the better He will always turn things right side up He will always make things that seemed impossible Suddenly they become possible That's the kind of God that we're serving tonight. Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. God is in control of the storehouses tonight. I wish somebody would do this with me. You don't have to shout it. You don't have to run the aisles. Maybe all you can do is just work up a little bit of a whisper, but I wonder if we could just say by faith, he's willing. He's willing. He's wi-. Not only is he able. See, we... we It's not not hard for us Pentecostals To believe that God's able We sing about his power, we talk about his power We preach about his power We're people of the power We, We sing there's power in the name of Jesus There's power, power Wonder working power, don't you love that song? But when it comes down to it Sometimes we doubt Whether or not he's willing to do it But I came with a message for somebody Tonight, he's more than able He's willing I wish someone would put this in your spirit god's about to do something for somebody but you've got to know come on leper believe that he's willing come on sinner believe that he's willing to do it for you he's willing he's willing oh i hear a whisper in somebody's spirit right now Mm. he's willing to forgive oh yes he is He's willing to cleanse you You say, but preacher You don't understand the kind of junk The filth that I have in my life You'd be surprised The things that people struggle with That sit on pews That nobody ever knows about But I want you to know God can cleanse you, sir God can take that lust out of your spirit God can take that pride out of your life God can redeem you I wish somebody would preach with me for a minute God can make you whole You don't understand, preacher This leprosy It's taken my fingers It's taken In my vision This leprosy has been destroying me Oh but I want you to know When God touches you Not only can he heal you But he can make you whole He can bring restoration to your life He can restore your marriage He can restore your finances He can put your family back together He can put broken pieces back together That's the God that we serve He can heal He can save He can deliver He can sanctify He said, everything that they can possibly carry, I want you to place it in their bag. And then we read this unusual thing. He said, for Benjamin the youngest, I want you to take my silver cup. And I want you to hide it in Benjamin's bag. This cup was a thing of great significance. We know that the Pharaoh had a goblet and... And the cup of a man of that stature, of that authority, uh, it signified power. It signified. Opulence. This was a cup that everyone would recognize immediately. That's Joseph's cup. That's, that's the governor's cup. And if you saw Pharaoh's cup, everyone would have immediately recognized that this is this is a this is the cup of a Pharaoh. And and Joseph said, I want you to take this thing, this recognizable thing. And I, I want you to go and hide it in Benjamin's bag. And then After they have gotten a little ways down the road, I want you to pursue them. And and after you you overtake them, I, I want you to tell them that whoever possesses that silver cup, that person is going to have to come back to Egypt and serve Joseph as a servant. And so the steward sent the brothers on their way, full of joy, full of thanksgiving, Full of happiness, oh, the relief that they must have felt to know that that they were going to save their families they they were going to to bring a relief in the time of this famine they 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 realize that when we get back home, we're gonna impress our daddy. Jacob's gonna be happy. We know we've let him down. We we lost Joseph and we had to lie to him, and we and we broke our father's heart. But but this is gonna bring some joy. May, maybe, just maybe, this will begin to, to just sort of. Even the balance is a little bit Uh, Maybe this will help us make up for the sins of our past And and daddy's going to be happy when he knows That that the grandkids are going to have food on the table when we get home This was a happy time for them And they they knew that this was going to be a turnaround in their life This was going to be a, a watershed moment When suddenly all of those good feelings were interrupted By the angry Egyptian palace guards And the steward of Joseph I wonder if anybody here tonight Can relate to what it feels like To be going along Thinking that everything Was finally turning around Only to have your world Completely turned upside down They knew that they hadn't taken anything They knew that they weren't thieves And so they were happy To let the guards search their belongings And they did it willingly And how their hearts must have dropped when they saw that silver cup revealed and benjamin of all people to be convicted of such a crime they they knew this was going to break their father's heart this this was going to be the the final thing that he simply could not recover from he he loved benjamin benjamin was the apple of his eye and and, and, and it looked to them as if the Egyptians were playing some kind of cruel joke on them. They, they had trouble making sense of this whole situation. This seemed like such an injustice. It seemed so cruel and unnecessary. Why is this happening to us? We came here needing help and now our father's favorite son is going to be relegated to an Egyptian servant. How are we going to face our father? How are we going to tell him that not only did we lose Joseph, but now we have lost Benjamin? This is going to kill daddy when we tell him about this. I'm preaching to someone tonight who is going through a situation that seems unfair, that seems hopeless, that seems... Unjust, and I want you to know that God is working all things together for good to those that love and trust Him. God is orchestrating things to come together for your good. If you believe that tonight, would you just clap your hands by faith to the Lord? Come on, just let him know by faith, Lord, I know that you're working all things together for good. I may not can see it right now. I I may not understand it right now. I I may not can feel it right now. But but I can trust God even in the difficult time. Know that God has a plan for my life. Joseph understood what it meant to go through some things in order to get to a better place. How many would like to get to a better place? You know, you don't even have to be in a bad place to want to go to a better place. But you sure want to get to a better place when you're in a bad place. You can always get to a better place. Joseph knew what it meant to live through times where it seemed like the pain would never end. Where it seemed like the injustice would never stop. When it seemed like the answers would never come. When God's plan would never fully develop and come to fruition in his life. But through all of those things, and I don't have time to preach about this, but let me just drop this in your spirit. Through all of those things, there's one thing that Joseph always was, and that is faithful. He was always faithful. Oh, praise the Lord. Joseph finally got to a place where he was even able to say that God allowed me to go through slavery. God allowed me to go through prison and turmoil when I was, when I was overlooked and overworked and all of these things because God knew that a famine was coming. God knew that hard times were coming that could wipe out his people, that could destroy my loved ones. And all that time when I was suffering in prison, when I was anguishing in Potiphar's house, God was positioning Joseph so that he could save much people alive. I'm talking to somebody tonight that God is positioning you for greatness. God is positioning you to save some people. God is setting you up for us for something that's going to change your environment uh, that's going to impact your world and impact your family Jesus knows what it means to suffer in order to save people Jesus was despised and rejected, bruised and tattered. He was tortured and murdered because God was working all things together for the good of those that would love and trust Him. Is anybody thankful for the cross? Is anybody thankful for Calvary tonight? And so there was a reason for the silver cup. Joseph wanted to make sure that they wouldn't just take their blessing. Take that corn, take that sustenance, and then go back and never return to him. The problem of the silver cup was not intended to push them away, but rather it was designed to draw his brothers closer to him. The problem of the silver cup was designed by Joseph so that he could evaluate the character of his brothers, so that he could view the contents of their heart and who they were. I'm preaching to somebody tonight who's holding a silver cup of pain. You're you're holding on to a silver cup of disappointment through no fault of your own. It's not something that you did to yourself. We've we've all been to those places in life where we were suffering through pain of our own cause, causing suffering the consequences of our own mistakes and our and our own poor choices and our own bad decisions but but i'm not preaching to that person tonight i'm preaching to somebody tonight that that you're going through some things of no fault of your own that it's some things that that it just seems so unnecessary it just seems like you can't understand why is this happening to me I can tell you tonight that I've lived through those times. I've I've held the silver cup of disease and and I've held the silver cup of grief. And and many of you here tonight know exactly what I'm talking about because you've held uh, the silver cup of pain and disappointment. But let me encourage you in the Lord uh, when those brothers got back to the palace uh, and when they began to plead with Joseph. Let me pause and say some of us need to get back in the house of God uh, and get on our knees in prayer uh, and cry out to Joseph jesus i said we need to cry out to jesus we've got to get in a prayer closet and begin to plead with god until our atmosphere changes come on sometimes the answer is as simple as just praying for a little while you say preacher that's too simple oh no some of us need to just open up our mouth and begin to petition the lord and just keep on praying and just keep on praying until something changes Joseph was so overcome with emotion that he began to weep. And and he revealed his true identity to them as the musicians come. And as those brothers began to plead with him, he had to step out of the room. He was so overcome with grief. Some of you in the time of pain, you're going to find things out about God that you did not know before. God is about to reveal some things to you that you would have never known if it had not been for the silver cup. That he gave to you in the first place. The problem of the silver cup and the lesson of the silver cup is that it will bring us closer to God. Did you know that the cup of suffering will bring you closer to God than the blessings of Egypt ever can or ever will? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people have I seen that? Enjoyed the abundance and the blessings of God. But they left his presence never to return. But there's something about that brother and that sister in the Lord. That when trials come. When the hard times come to their life. That they can return to the palace of the Lord. And say I'm willing to be a servant in your house. Whatever I have to do. And suddenly in that moment, when the contents of your heart are revealed to a God who loves you, he'll reveal things to you. He'll take you. He'll call for a feast. He'll bring you into his palace. And he'll, he'll say, I want you to get your family together. Go, go and get Jacob. Bring our father here. I, I want you to bring your children. Get your wives. I, I want you to gather around because I've got some blessings in store for you. But I needed to see the contents of your heart. I needed to see whether or not you were willing to be a servant in my house before you could be a ruler in my house. Stand with me all over this building. I could preach for a long time, but I feel like it's time for me to close. I'm going to ask us to do something that might be difficult for us to do. You know, it's easy to be thankful for the corn. It's easy... To come around an altar and give thanksgiving to God when, when everything is just right Isn't that easy Don't we love to give thanksgiving we love to, we love to shout when everything is perfect But I wonder if there would be someone That would be willing to come with me tonight And stand with me and say Brother French, there's, there's a silver cup in my life I wonder if you'd be willing to come stand around this altar with me Maybe it's sickness, maybe it's pain Maybe it's a loved one that you're grieving for right now. Someone that you're praying for to be saved, and it's weighing on your heart so heavy that you can hardly sleep at night. Ha ha, ta ta. I don't know what the silver cup is that you're holding, but I wonder if you'd make your way. Make your way to this altar. Please don't kneel. Just come and stand with me. Just come and stand with me around this altar. Could we do that? Come and stand with me, and we're going to do something very quickly, and then I'm going to let you pray. Oh, the Holy Ghost is about to minister to somebody right now. Now, I'd love to have a service where we could dance about the blessings of God, and we'll do that. Maybe next week we'll do that. But tonight we need to do something else. I'm about to ask us to do a very hard thing, and your flesh, your flesh is going to resist this. It's going to push against it the musicians are getting ready to play i'd like you to sing something very very softly very softly but i wonder if we could do something that may seem strange i wonder if we could muster up the courage and the faith to stretch our hands to god and say lord i didn't ask for this cup but i thank you for it anyway because i know that it's going to draw me closer to you. Oh, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But I'm asking you to say, Lord, thank you for this. Because I know that this is going to draw me closer to you. As they begin to sing, come on, somebody. Thank him right where you are. Hallelujah. In his hands for you.